This is the Sideline Slice, presented by Valentino's Pizza, the official pizza of the Huskers. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie, and Husker Radio Network analyst, Jeremiah Searles. Welcome back into another edition of the Sideline Slice. I'm Jessica Cootie, but we are without Jeremiah Searles this week. Of course, he goes on his annual hunting trip. He's completely off the grid, but we could not not have a podcast and wish and on Michigan week. So we're bringing in Josh Banderas, the former black shirt, which is perfect because of how well the defense is playing. Thanks for stepping in and filling in for Searles. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking me to come in. I love talking about Husker football and Black shirts, of course, always is a great, great topic to get on. So you've been doing some work for us this year. You've been filling in on uh, Big Red Reaction, co-hosting that with Cody. How's that been? Are you enjoying it? Oh that? man, that's. <laughs> well, anytime you just get a, t- I get to talk Husker football with people that I don't know, and, and you know, get to broadcast my opinion. Who doesn't love to do that? So no, any anytime we're we're talking about the Big Red, it's it's a great time, and I you know, appreciate. You guys always asking me and having me come back. You do have a favorite caller so far, though. I do, I do. <laughs> it's gonna get me because I can't, I can't remember his 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 name, but he was a little eight year old caller at midnight. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing up? And he, he great question. And but just to see where Husker fans are coming up, like what we have still coming up, is somebody who's super passionate about it and loves it and. It's kind of refreshing. For sure. When I asked you to fill in for this, you were like, Searles loves his hunting, so you were not surprised that he's oh, <laughs> off yeah. the grid hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a big passion of his. And plus, everybody needs a disconnect True. sometimes. Just some people take it a little, a little more extreme. <laughs> like, hey, no phones, no nothing. We are just in the middle of the woods with uh-huh. a gun and face paint on. Oh, yeah. I, that's him, I feel like. He's out there. He's trying to – His everybody else has got an elk but him, so I think he's trying to be the guy this year. So – uh, we appreciate you doing this. Uh, I guess, first of all, we, I mean, with you, and this is what Greg was saying, at least we get to take a break from talking about all things offensive line for a week. So right. for you, we, of course, we got to dive into the defense. What has uh, really stood out to you so far through four games with the way that these black shirts are playing? The tackling. Mm-hmm. The tackling has been just, it's actually been something that hasn't been a topic of conversation, which means it's doing good. It's kind of like the long snapper if nobody... You know, if you don't know the long snapper's name, name, fantastic. He's been doing his job. So the, the tackling has been phenomenal. I think maybe a step back last game for whatever reason. We missed a couple of tackles that we would have been made. But through four games, there's no complaints, I think, from really anybody that, you know, if somebody catches a ball in the flat, we're 90% sure that we're going to make the tackle, mm-hmm. which is a different feel from the last couple years I think so number one in the country in rushing defense they've been very stingy on allowing uh, opposing offenses to get anything going on the ground what is it that you're seeing out of the guys up front the the defensive line that is not allowing opposing offenses to run the football I mean you everything starts with the foundation right so yeah we've got the scheme with the polar bear polar bear in the <laughs> in the middle I mean my mm-hmm. goodness has he has he spread his wings and just come out you know and it it's really exciting to see because he would be, for recruitment-wise, like a development story. Like, hey, he's been here for a while, right? He, he watched his first couple of years, and he's, he just does some good things. But now he's really stepped into his role. Like, he is truly making an impact in the middle of the field and setting up the rest of the defense for, for success. I mean, he's a nightmare for, for other centers just because he's undefeated wrestler, He's got a pretty low center of gravity, and he's just a big, strong. The name fits. He's just a big, strong bear. So, <laughs> so he he definitely is is kind of the main key, I think, for the how the defense is doing in the run. Okay, so if he's probably your 
so far MVP of the season. Who who else has really jumped out to you as you're watching this defense play uh, other than the polar bear? Boy, I, it's kind of, I don't know. It really started, I think, in Colorado was Bayer. He mm -hmm. just, he made okay. one one tackle, an open field tackle. I think Colorado swung it, uh, swung a pass out to the left. And just the way he was able to attack it and make the tackle was just, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Um, so he's really kind of stepped in. And I think each game they're giving him more responsibility. Uh, and we even started off the game. You know, he had a pass defense and it was, it was fantastic. So he's really stepped up. Um, you know, Reimer, he's Luke, Luke is Luke and, yeah. he, and he's going to be the same guy on the field all the time. Tough as nails, smart flies to the ball. Um, so I really, on all levels, there's been guys that we hadn't heard the names too much before. You know what I mean? we've even got transfers. We got a, a NIU guy or I'm going to get in trouble because it's you and I, I got a buddy that went there, <laughs> but a you and I guy that's mm -hmm. coming out here and making plays. So there's. There's been a lot of hands in the pot, which is why I think it's been such a good team defensive effort this year. When you're watching, are you keying in on the linebackers? I, I am. Well, so when so I'm on my side, I always watch the offensive line. Uh -huh. you know, I, I don't watch the quarterback or the running back. So when I watch the defense, yeah, I watch the offensive line and then I go to the linebackers uh -huh. so I can, you know, see if oh maybe they looks like to me they missed a step. And I don't know the scheme and what play was called and whatnot, but and then when I tell people to watch the game, it's like, that's going to tell you where to go. Huh. So if you see somebody missed or, or relate to somebody leaking out in the flat, it's like, go back and watch the old line. Did the linebacker maybe take a false step to get out there? So that's, that's kind of the key that I look uh -huh. for when I watch. Have you been, um, I guess, uh, surprised at all? Has it been impressive to you how many guys they're running in and out on defense too? And it's pretty seamless a lot of times you're not seeing a, a huge drop off when those guys are coming in they're they're playing a lot of different bodies out there yeah and i think that's such a big credit to coach white mm -hmm. is that and and look i i've never been a part of one of these schemes whether it be playing or coaching so i don't really necessarily know the ins and outs but it's seeming to me like it's looks complicated on the outside but i think if you really get down to the base of it it's probably pretty easy to understand because that's really one of the main things of of defense and especially a first year in a defense because when coach Pellini's staff got let go and, and coach riley and mark banker's defense came in you know you have that first year you get the basics of it but you don't have the finer details which is where you miss that becoming a great defense Right, and then the years you go into it, you start picking up some more details. But this defense has just come in, and there's been a lot of guys who are running it really well, which is unusual to see. So I think it's a huge credit to Coach White and the scheme and the rest of the defensive coaches that they've been able to help these guys, help these guys come through and learn it and be able to rotate because it's such, such a big thing, especially in Big Ten where it is bully ball. It is hard to play every snap all season. I've been super impressed, Coach White, and his entire staff. Just, I mean, I've said this so many times, and uh, but the communication and and how they all work together, and which is crazy because Tony White hadn't worked with these guys before. This is all they're working together for the first time, but you would think that they've all been together for years and years and years. So that's what I guess has really stood out. And I, I'm I'm with you. I feel like Tony White is just the way he's got guys believing and bought in, and I know that that also extends to the guys. It's it's just there's a a different kind of belief and confidence that I feel like you're seeing out of these black shirts. Absolutely. And, and, and what's, what's really cool about it is 
I think if you would have talked to him uh, after the first week of fall camp, I think some of them would have been like, I don't know, man, like this, this is all new. This isn't at all maybe what we've been taught before or, or, or learned. But then now we've won games. Like mm-hmm. you've seen it. We've gone out there. We did the scheme, and we're the number one de- rush defense in the country. So now the guys are like, yeah, I don't care what we thought before. Like this isn't what I did, but this is what I do now. You know what I mean? Like this is it. This is great. So because we've got the wins, and that's with anything, that's recruiting too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially for Rule's first year, like if we were to come in and not do anything, it's tough to get recruits to buy in. But now, we're, you know, we're two wins in, right? The system's starting to work. We're really starting to push back a little bit. Things start to flow a little easier. Guys start to buy in a, a lot more. Okay, well, let's talk offense. And I guess you got to start with the quarterback. What have you liked out of Heinrich Harburg? These last couple of starts, and, and again, Coach Rule said yesterday, we'll see how it progresses throughout the week with the quarterback situation with Jeff Sims, and then Heinrich didn't finish last week. So, but but with Heinrich stepping in for Jeff Sims, how have you liked how he's managed the offense over these last couple of games? He has, I think that's perfect word too. I think he has managed it, right? Because to me, uh, you know, especially being kind of inexperienced guy, like I don't need you to go out there and, and win the game and do some Superman heroics. I just need you to manage and not lose it. Hand the ball off where you should. Throw the ball where you should. If you don't really think you can get it there, tuck it and run. And he's got the athletic ability to do it. So he, I think, has played as well as we could have ever hoped that he could come in there and do it, aside from him coming out and being like a Johnny Manziel or a Cam Newton. Right, he he has done exactly what he needs to do, um, and, and like like you said, he's a tough kid, right? So he's gonna get the nicks and bruises, and he's gonna put his head down into contact, and you know everybody loves it. That's that's what that's what we love here. You know, we love the hard nosed, smash mouth, blue collar kid, and on top of it all off, he's a carny kid. So that 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 makes it all better. What's going on in the locker room right now being that, you know, it is that you don't know who the starter is, and I'm sure that's how practices are going, maybe both of them taking reps with the ones. Uh, I mean, how is it being managed, I guess, if I know you're not, don't know exactly how rule in this staff would manage it, but if you're in this locker room and you're going through this with this process, is it just something you got to just roll with whoever the quarterback is? And, and is it, I guess, a challenge at all, figuring out who the guy is going to be this week? Uh, it, it's a challenge for, for rule mm-hmm. and the staff, but that's why he's getting paid millions <laughs> of dollars. But I, I mean, I will say in the locker room, I mean, that they, they have a favorite, right? One way, one way or another, like that's inside the walls. That's between them. We don't know which way it is, but they do have a favorite. But I think the way that rules been handling this and what he's maybe been preaching to his coaching staffs and staff meetings is in such a way that the boys don't really have to think about it. Right. It's just, Hey, we're gonna trust. We're gonna trust the head guy, right? Whichever way it goes, we trust the head guy no matter what. So if he thinks it's Jeff, we trust him. If he thinks it's Heinrich, then that's our best chance to win. So I think that the way that he's been preaching throughout this process has helped the guys buy into him. Yeah, because he—that's what he said—is whoever's gonna give us the best chance to win is who we're gonna go out there with, and so um, I think you certainly have seen what what Heinrich can do. Let's talk about the running backs now, because. Boy, that was tough. You not only lose one, you lose two, but Anthony Grant. So if you're an opposing defense and and he's running the football, what is it about him that makes him so tough to get down to the ground? Oh, he's just a mean cuss. (laughs) You know, he just, it's, and and I'm a Chiefs fan, so kind of like a Pacheco, Mm -hmm. right? You just, 
like his feet are it's like he's almost trying to like hurt the ground when he's going and he's just <laughs> into contact he, he's trying to bring punishment you know and i know they talked about he had some fumbling deals in fall camp and then the unfortunate one in minnesota and this and that but I remember watching him last year, and I'm like, we we got a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this this kid's got a little extra something special to him. And and especially now that we had those two unfortunate injuries, you know, it's it, it's his time to shine. And and I think it does something to, to a guy when, you know, now he's got the backing, right? And and however you got there because of injury or, you know, we, we didn't have any other choice because it, it's your show now. Like, mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing as Heinrich. Like, hey, bud. You step up, right? Yeah. And, and and they both have. And especially, you know, Anthony, I think he's going to get some of that confidence that he had from last year that, that maybe got taken away a little bit from that first game, you know. It's it's back, and now we're going to see him really try and, I think, prove a point to who he is. One of the things that, you know, I, I heard on the sideline a lot was just kind of talking through, hey, when these blitzes are coming, because it's not just running the football, right? right. It's, it's also – picking up those blitzes and, and uh, working in pass protection. And so you've got Anthony Grant, and then you also have Emmett Johnson, who hasn't played a lot of football at this level, and then you have a f- true freshman. So those are the, the three guys there. So if you are an opposing defense, are, is that something that you're keying in on? Maybe we could attack the running backs on that regard as maybe potentially getting some pressure on this offense. Are, are you looking at that? Maybe, hey, here's here's some couple of running backs. Maybe we could attack and, and see what we could do to, to cause some disruption there for this offense. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's And especially with this Michigan mm-hmm. defense coming in that, that's pretty salty. And then kind of combining with that on top of it is we really haven't had that pass threat this year. You know, we're – we're a running team. We don't have that big bomb threat. So I think on top of the running backs being young and we're going to try and confuse them is we're going to go man-to-man. Right? We're bringing extra guys, too, to get them. We're not just bringing a four-man rush and, you know, maybe a fifth. Like, we're, we're going to bring six, and we're, we're going we're gonna to leave everybody in the back end because we think we can handle it. Right? So it's, it's going to be a tall task this week on the O-line and the running backs and, and the quarterback to really figure out that protection and I think Sat's going to have a lot to do with that, too, on the scheme, the play mm-hmm. calls. How? Because I know what they're going to do, right? Everybody knows they're going to stack the box. They're going to bring some heat and, and make whoever it is at quarterback beat them with, with their arm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's up to Sat to be creative, to run a couple of those bubble screens or run a couple of the tunnel screens and just get everybody comfortable and kind of back them off a little bit like, hey, Respect what we're going to do here, right? We're not just going to line up in the eye and run it 90 times for the game. How much can a guy like Thomas Fedoni maybe help in that regard or, or Nate Borkter, those tight ends, could they maybe help in relieving some of that pressure too? Absolutely, absolutely. And, <clears throat> and you know, Searles was a huge proponent all through his career, like, hey, send a tight end, give him a little chip, right? Help <laughs> me out a little bit here and make my life easier. And then just a matchup-wise, right? We've got some big tight ends that can move too, so just – being able to slip them out and, and and let them do a little bit of a wiggle route um, is, is going to be going to be big, right? This isn't going to be a big shot, big shot game. You know, we might have to hit a couple there, but this is going to be kind of a chess match, uh, nickel and dime kind of game on both sides, really. I feel like too, and <clears throat> Greg and I were talking about this on <clears throat> Sports Nightly last night about you know Michigan, the way that they beat Rutgers, right? I mean, it wasn't. They're not lighting up the scoreboard. That's not really what – I mean, I know they have had games where they've, they've blown it out of the water, but they, they just wear you down, right? And it's a little bit what Nebraska wants right. to do. Is, it's kind of 
a little bit similar, I guess, in that regard in, in that, hey, we're not going to throw it a, a million times and air it out, but we're, we're going to wear you down. And so how do you see that maybe matching up with both sides kind of trying to do that that same thing? I think this is a, per this is a perfect game for us. I mean, we are, <laughs> we are playing what we hope to be in a couple years. You know, we are the same, pretty much the same team, even if you look at kind of the stats. Like, we're, we're pretty eerily similar. And our only thing is that we have the turnovers and they have a better passing efficiency. Right. But otherwise, I mean, if you, you look at probably our, our, our run to play stats or, or run to pass stats, they're about the same. So it's going to be a very tight game. It'd be different if we were playing like an Ohio State, right? Somebody who's just going to air it out or, or same thing with Colorado, like that kind of air raid offense that they're slinging it around and, you know, Golden State could put up, you know, 30 points in two minutes kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a different game and it's better for us. And I, I think Harbaugh, meetings all week is like this is a trap game for us like this is kind of a sleeping giant if we let them hang around we're in their house like that crowd the crowd can get pretty you know be a factor like this is a very dangerous game for michigan if they mess around a little bit so and and that brings up something that you know i feel like again what michigan does and then what nebraska has done at times is it's pretty um, I guess, and Searles brought this up the other day, demoralizing for a defense when you have an offense that can just manage the football, take the time off the clock, and just keep running it down your throat, and, and that it, it just completely takes the wind out of a sails, out of the defense when an offense can, can extend those long drives. What is that like when you're facing that kind of offense that just, you just can't get the ball away, and they yeah. just keep grinding and pounding and wearing you down oh it's miserable <laughs> it is it is miserable and unfortunately i've been a part of those games i mean we went up to Ohio. it's kind of my a fun trivia point of mine is who was joe burrow's first college touchdown against and when and when and it was <laughs> us at ohio state but it's just it kind of feels like the twilight zone and, and especially for a defensive coordinator it's like i keep I'm, I'm running through my playbook here like this didn't work this didn't work and it just feels like you're a step behind and you can't do it and uh, one thing that I have loved this season which is polar opposite to what we have seen from the previous three or four years is you know we used to start hot and fast right it's like first half we're like oh man we got this and then the second half it just seemed to kind of fall apart well to me this it feels like it's opposite, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're figuring it out, kind of like a Bud Crawford fight. Like in the beginning, right, you're like, I don't know which way this is going to go, but he's devising the plan. And so our halftime adjustments, I think, have been phenomenal. Yeah. It's just why you've, I think you've seen that surge in, in the second halves that, that we've played in, that we've had the, the, the better games and no turnovers. Like the last two games, we've really started to impose our will on the offensive line and run the ball because of those adjustments that we've been able to make. Valentino's, a slice of home you just can't get anywhere else. What started with a treasured family recipe in Lincoln, Nebraska has become a classic Italian tradition for 65 years. You mentioned Luke Reimer and he did not, he came out in street clothes in the second half last week. He's questionable per coach rule. We'll see how he progresses, but how much uh, confidence belief do you have in some of those guys that are in that room? I feel like You've got some depth in that room, and, and you can't replace a guy like Luke Reimer that's played all that football, but you do have some guys that have played some solid football up until this point that you feel like you can rely on. Absolutely. Any other year, I'd be on, like, <laughs> what are we going to do here? Like, we're going to have to sub in some different packages, and like you said, you, you can't replace Luke. He's just 
he's just one of those guys, you know, and there's, you know, only, only a few of them on every team and, and, and he's, he's one of them for us, but yeah, no. And that's why you, I think you see that three of our backers have those single digits, which is such a, a big thing in this kind of this new rule era um, is earning those. So no, I, I do feel confident um, that Bullock and, and, and Nick can really step in and fill those roles. And they're going to have to play some more snaps, you know, cause, cause those, those are kind of our core guys, but I don't think unless Luke physically just, I mean, cannot do it like 1000%. He is going to do everything that he possibly can to get out there and play for his guys. There's no doubt about it. That's absolutely uh, on point for that. So when you're looking at Michigan, what concerns you the most? What is the most concerning about this Michigan football team? Boy, just like us, you know, it's, it's being able to stop the bleeding early, right? Because the longer, because they're, they're the same thing as us. They're trying to control time of possession and they're going to keep running. They want three yards of carry, three yards, four yards, three yards, just, and just keep getting first downs. Right? So I think to, to really cut it off on, on some early third downs, right, we, we don't need long drives to start the game because it's already going to be a long game, right, of, of running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. So if we can get a couple stops on third downs and mm-hmm. a couple early, make them, make them throw it. Right? Same thing was make them throw it. If we can't make them go, have to go to the air, and I mean like have to go to the air, then it could be a long game. So that, that's what I'm worried about is if we can't get him to some third and longs. So I always like to ask Searles this. Uh, give, give me three keys for the Huskers to be able to come out with a win on, on Saturday. I think first thing first, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. And or, or just win the turnover battle, right? Because – they're all on scholarship too. I, I mean, Michigan's Michigan's who Michigan is. They're number two team in the country. They're the, the number one overall defense. I mean, they're they're gonna make some plays. So, but we need to win the turnover battle at the end of the at the end of the day. And penalties of we saw in the last game, we had a couple big time plays get called back by some penalties that really weren't necessary. You know, they weren't necessary, right? So turnovers, penalties, and then we just have to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. We, we have to have some kind of offense. I, I'm not worried about our defense. Right? They, I think they've showed enough, and I know this is a totally different caliber of team coming in. Even though Michigan hasn't blown anybody out of the water offensively, it's still the boys in blue. Right? It's, it's, it's still Michigan coming in here. So, but our offense needs to be able to match some to give our defense a little bit of a break. I think those are – so if we can do those three things, then I think well, we've got a really good chance. You mentioned the turnover, so let me go back to that because that's been a big emphasis for as good as the black shirts have been. They have not generated the kind of turnovers and takeaways that I think they would have liked to have hoped or hoped to have generated. So what goes into that? How do they how do they get more turnover, turnovers and takeaways? Boy, that's just a million dollar <laughs> million dollar question is. But even so even if you go back and look at Nebraska's turnovers. All right, and everybody says, Oh, like Minnesota forced takeaways or Colorado's forcing takeaways, like were they mm-hmm. like did the safety come out of coverage and make a phenomenal play you know what i mean or, or did we just not read it right we threw it right to him you know or, or or we messed up a handoff and they just happened to dive on it you know so so turnovers are such an odd thing on like yes you can practice it every day every day every day but but to me until until i'm able to figure this out and and you know maybe write a book on it <laughs> it just seems like it's a 
luck sometimes. I, yeah, sometimes almost, luck. almost. Like, like, like the yips in golf. Like, why does it happen? I, nobody knows. Yeah. But you just got to keep swinging and keep punching at the ball and punching at the ball, and, you know, hopefully it ends up happening. Unfortunately, turnovers are just – just kind of an odd thing in the yeah. game of football. It's like this any number of reasons could cause it. Sometimes it's just like like you said, the bounce goes a certain way. Yeah. And yeah. The I mean it's just and but I you know, giving the ball away, that's that's a different thing than taking the ball. Yeah. Right. I mean, you read the coverages better and and high and tight and, and, and things like that. But on defense, like creating them, like it's it's a little bit of an enigma. Yeah. Okay, uh give me a player to watch on offense and a player to watch on defense. Oh boy. Uh, uh, for to players to watch on offense, I'm just going to throw it as a group. Um, it's the O-line. Uh-huh. Right? Can they continue to grow together? Can Coach Riola get them to, to, to form that true wall right, and, and be less individuals? And I think we have seen a steady growth um, throughout, the, throughout the game. Uh, you know, so being able to, to pick up those blitzes better and to mold together as a def- or as a, as an O-line. And then on the defensive side, I think it is going to come down to Nash again. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Minnesota, we'll see how they end up doing the rest of the season. Not a powerhouse offense. You know, Colorado, one point some yards to carry for the season, right? So, but now we're facing, facing Michigan. Now you've probably got some top-round draft picks in front of you. So how does he stack up? This is his true test, right? This is what NFL scouts are going to look at. This is what everybody's waiting to see is, Polar Bears had great up to so far, right? Ty Robinson, they've been great so far. How do they stack up against the best of the best? Oh, I love it. Well, you played in some big games inside Memorial Stadium. How much can a crowd help fuel something that not many people expect Nebraska to do on Saturday? Oh, it's good. If, if this game ends up being close into the third quarter, the crowd is going to become the factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is going to be off the chain. Like, everybody's going to be loud. And then, then all it takes is one play, right? One punt return, one block punt, one interception, one sack, you know, just one play and the whole place goes nuts. And now Michigan's like, uh oh, right? This is everything. The momentum, momentum is a real thing, right? It's, it's one of those other things like turn. It's unexplainable. It just happens, right? So, so if we can keep this tight in the third and then make that one play, right? That one thing that just lights the whole fuse. I, it'll become more of a factor than I think they're they're anticipating. I know you've been on Big Red Reaction. You've been on the show with Greg on Sports Nightly, but this is my first time, um, you know, sitting down with you extensively. It seems like you really believe in the direction that this football program is headed with Coach Rule and the staff. I do, I do, Eric. I, I'm just looking at it as a whole picture. Right, the first couple games, everybody's kind of like, mm, you know, same old, same old. But like, if you just take a, a step back and just watch watch the game. Right, it just feels different, and, and and it's hard to explain. But it just feels like everybody is kind of in this belief, and now we're back to the core. I think if you went and just kind of kind of put a cover over the logo, and you went to all these coaches and said, "Hey, we we're the number one rushing defense in the country. We're like top ten in rushing offense," uh, you know, and just showed them all of these good stats, they'd be like. This is a winning football team. Mm-hmm. This is how. This is how. This is the baseline. This is the blueprint. If you go to any program and you have these numbers, you're on the right track. You know. So I, that that's really what I'm looking at. You know. And then some people around the country, you peel the sticker off, and they're like Nebraska, like, oh, it's never going to work, right? And, and I think that's been just kind of a bad stick that's that's kind of been attached to attached to us for 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 too long. So, but it feels like to me that this is this is the right way. Rules, 
Rule's the right guy, you know, even watching him on the sideline. And he's, he's calm, you know, and, and, and he's been a part of this before. He's been to Baylor and Temple where things just, things were bad. Uh, and and he's, he's like, I, I understand what's going to happen. There's no need to get fiery. I even saw him a couple times. He was getting on a ref. And then it's almost like he self-talked himself, and he's like, I'm sorry, I calm down, you know, <laughs> bad man, I'm okay. <laughs> so, no, it, it, I'm very, I am very confident in it, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the boys. I'm excited to get back to, to winning, especially for a guy like, like Luke and the boys that have been here through some bad stuff. Like, it's time, it's time for them to be able to, to reap some benefit and, you know, and enjoy, enjoy the things that are going to come for this team. I love it. That's the mic drop to end in the podcast. Thank you so much for filling in for Searles. I appreciate it. It was great stuff and, and great to talk defense. I know uh, Greg was saying, hey, at least we'll talk about some defense this week. So we, we dove into all that and I appreciate it. Um, and doing a great job of Big Red Reaction. Thank you. I appreciate it. When are you back again? I'm back Illinois. Okay. Illinois. So I think a, a, a Friday game, Illinois, should be another should be another victory, and, and, and we're going to be on a roll. So some good calls looking forward to. All right. We're looking forward to having you back there on, against Illinois. For Josh Banderas, I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sideline Slice presented by Valentino's Pizza, the official pizza of the Huskers.